You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Ratchet Ramblers podcast presented to you by Flawless Noses Media. We hope y'all missed us. Uh, we was on vacation. Listen, let me tell you something. Niggas just need a break sometimes. Get us. We niggas. But we are back. We are ready to be your favorite pieces of shit. I am one of your favorite pieces of shit. Hopefully. I don't know. Because sometimes. I don't know. I don't know if y'all love me or hate me. But you know what? It's fine. As long as you listen to this damn show. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on Twitter. I go by Silky Johnson on Instagram and Facebook. I don't really know her like that. And for my AKA today will be, um, we can tell some of y'all don't have that wop because y'all are being contrarian pieces of shit and we don't fuck with that in this here dancery. Thank you so much. And I'm joined by... Hello, everybody. It's been a while since you've heard me in your ear, um, but I needed a break for real, for real. So I'm glad to be back. It's Candice, not so newlywed PC on all social media. Um, yeah, I don't. My AKA is this is a Sukiana stand account. Because <laughs> y'all have been big mad and in y'all feelings because she told y'all that for y'all to have all these morals, it damn sure ain't paying out. Mm. she called out all the fake feminists mm. all the fake woke activists mm. um pussy been selling for a long time and and what she said was not necessarily you need to go sell pussy it was that why y'all so comfortable laying down with motherfuckers who wouldn't piss on y'all if y'all was on fire why you com- why you comfortable with that why you comfortable going the extra mile for a man that he don't even give a fuck that your light bill do he don't know, he don't, he ain't putting gas in your car for the week. He ain't making sure you got lunch and snacks and shit. He ain't making sure you not hungry. Like, what? what's the point? Where is the, where are those morals getting you? Like she said, what good is your morals if, if when you come back home, all you got is a wet pussy, an empty pocketbook, and, and bills due? What good is that? And the men is mad too. And it's funny because... I use Twitter as an example. Niggas on Twitter love nothing more than to remind women that niggas go above and beyond for the women that they want to go above and beyond for. What mm. what are they saying that's so different than Sookie? If a nigga don't deem you worthy of going above and beyond for, pack your pussy up and leave. Okay. Yeah. I don't see what the big deal is. If all you got from that was she won't hoes to sell pussy, then I feel sorry for you. And you part of the problem because the point went totally over your head. Thus showing that it's not it's not the message, it be the messenger. She don't y'all don't feel like she respectable enough. Y'all feel like she too wild on social media. So you want to try to invalidate what she's saying. But let a let a Oprah or let let somebody who dabbles in respectability politics say some shit like that, and y'all gonna be like, you know what? She got a point. If she had been mm. there and she ain't setting that pussy out for free, why should I? So like, it's the messenger. It ain't the message because I see absolutely nothing wrong with what she said. And if all your morals is getting you is heartache, then you need to pack those motherfuckers up. 
okay? Because, and I also want to say, to all the morally sound women, we get it. Y'all want us to know it might be some WAP under them uh, Deaconess church skirts and shit like that. Just come on out and say it. Y'all going roundabout ways. See, I wouldn't be on here talking about my WAP. Okay, well, good for you. Go let that little motherfucker breathe under that uh, under that cotton suit you be wearing to church. <laughs> Don't nobody give a fuck. For real, for real. That Hillary okay. Clinton pants that suit? Tw- yeah, that tweed suit. Go l- <laughs> listen. Leave us alone, please. Not um, a tweed suit. A shout out to Cardi. Shout out to Meg. Video is phenomenal. I like the song as well. Somebody just dropped a, a remix that they did on their own and they put the song to Body Party and that shit is super fire too. Um, shout out to Sierra. Sierra, one of my favorites because she's somebody who, um, when she talk about having somebody good, it's not in no na-na-na-na-na, you hoes can't get it type of way. She like, shit, get the nigga you want. Yeah. I wanted this nigga with this curly hair and this uh, Super Bowl ring yeah, and this $100 million net worth, and I got him. And I guarantee you she be putting that WAP on him because we know how Sierra dance, so yeah, we know. The, the, the song that you – body. Listen, okay. Every time they post a picture together or Instagram together, they always I'd look like, like they just – I'd be like, damn, I would like to see it. I, 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 I too, would like I, to see I it. I want to see it. I, mm. They always just have that good sex afterglow. They do, and do. Um, (laughs) But yeah, shout out to Meg Cardi, shout out to Sookie, shout out to Normani, um, shout out to Mulatto who was in the video, some other woman, I don't know, she had on the red latex, I don't know who who she is, but apparently she's like some big pop star. Um, uh, They had that one white lady in that video for like 15 seconds. And I'm not going to give her too much sign. I know what they was doing, um, running them streams up and running those streams up. They did because between yeah. that lady and her siblings sharing the video, those streams went in the millions quickly, quickly. I, I so, recognize the calculated move when I see it. I recognize strategy when I see it. Um, hopefully strategy. there's going to be a, yeah, hopefully it's going to be a remix. Cardi said she got the okay from Little Kim to do a ladies' night um, a remake. Uh, but Cardi, I'm going to tell you, I don't want to hear it if Kim not on it. Like, yeah. it's certain people that yeah. need to be on that remake, and yeah. the originator is one. Kim yeah. and Missy need to be on there in some they form, need to some be capacity. They need to be present and accounted for. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's about it. all it for for network announcements. Listen, the scholarship is still open. I know college classes are getting ready to start back up, be it in person or virtual. If you know any Black LGBTQIA college students who could use a five hundred dollar scholarship and you don't have to sign your life away to get it. Um, please head on over to flawlessnoises.com backslash scholarship. We have two scholarships available to give away to two very deserving students. You just need to be enrolled in a two to four year university part time, at least half time. And you need to be in good academic standing. So all I'm asking is to see a class schedule and transcripts saying that you are in good academic standing. 
and that's it. I don't need to know your social security number. I don't need to know where your mom and them work. I don't need to know about your FAFSA situation. Um, we're just trying to give back to a community that gives so much to the world. Uh, what else do we have going? Be on the lookout for the Common Sense Corner with Colin, where a Black accountant by trade is going to be getting us into the financial literacy game. Um, because a lot of these financial literacy podcasts, they are not for us. They are for them, those who have... They- they already have a certain position in society in terms of wealth and assets. We have to figure out a way to build a certain level of wealth or generational wealth or to have something to leave to our children other than debt. And so Colin is going to come do that for us. He's going to talk to us about debt. He's going to talk to us about retirement savings purchasing a home, purchasing a car, financing, refinancing, and everything in between. So I'm excited about that. Um, Love Drought has a second episode out where they are discussing um, dating norms and how they're throwing them out the window and what new dating norms they are adopting and how they've had to adapt in the pandemic. Um, It's a really good episode because a lot of us are bound by very old antiquated uh, dating societal norms that don't really mean as well, especially if you're a woman um you know the the wifey for lifey loyal to a fault be his mule type of shit um and a lot of women are outgrowing that thinking so tune into that episode crown and collars had an episode released last week the wind down is out uh bring it bike is out Um, which was a phenomenal episode. If you're not subscribed to the Patreon, $5 can get you there. Um, Where Jeremy and Bianca, hey B, um, they discuss how music has been used as a tool in getting, you know, information to, to other Black people about the struggle and the joy, the pain was going on. It's always been a, a tool for expression from black people from uh, for a lot of the shit we endure in this country so they they talk about some very amazing songs that highlight black pain black joy and everything in between that was a really dope episode thank you Um, thank you we have fun doing it yeah and stay tuned this week because a new episode of um i'm not mad i'm pissed is coming this week a uh, new oh, Ratchet Reloaded is coming this week. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, it is good. Yeah. And I don't know if y'all know this or have seen the previews, but Real, is it Real? No, Chance. Chance of Real and Chance is coming back to Zeus with his own dating show. Um, Dear God, help us all. So that'll be interesting. And he'll kind of chronicle how life has been since Real passed away from cancer. Um, Fuck cancer. Yeah, and so on and so forth. Uh, I think that's it. Don't forget, if you haven't and if you want to, 
um, sign up for the virtual race for the Marion House 5K. This is something really important to our friend of the friend of the show, friend of the network, more like family. But Deasia uh, from Bad and Boozy does this race in honor of her mom um, every year. This year they had to take it fully virtual due to you know who's trifling ass. Mm. But um, it's virtual. You can still donate online. You could look into it and see how the virtual option works. And, you know, it's a very worthy cause for helping at-risk women in the Baltimore area get back on their feet, reestablish their lives. Um, And, you know, we've donated here at the network. We always try to donate and help out in any way we can because we like to see Black women win. And the Marion House has helped a lot of Black women win after they've fallen down. They've helped them get back up and reestablish themselves. And that's it for the network announcements. Into the debauchery. I like how you said that. Come on. (laughs) on, A little grand dame, all right? (laughs) This nigga's so back. He patty. He's so (laughs) fatty. Um, we're going to kick it off with Black Ink Crew Chicago. This wasn't necessarily the season finale, but this was the pandemic finale. I like that. This is the pandemic finale because, um, yeah, during this filming, the pandemic caused everything to be shut down. And I want to, I want to talk about a couple things here. Yeah, this ain't going to take It ain't going to take long at all. Um, so I said to myself that I knew this kiss, this kitty and just beef was fabricated bullshit because they seem perfectly friendly, um, on this video conference episode, like on in the video chat, they seem perfectly friendly, perfectly respectful and everything in between. Um, which further makes me look at big fish sideways because y'all didn't even give the Ryan and Ryan and uh, Caesar beef as much as y'all gave us with Kitty and Jess, and the shit is not real. I don't think Kitty and Jess ever had an issue with each other. Y'all forced them to have an issue for the sake of ratings. Yeah, and, and also finally, Charmaine being stupid. Yeah, and I'm calling bullshit on that. Charmaine is in labor, big whoop. Um <laughs> <laughs> She been in labor for like three episodes now. She like, really has. Like she been, she really been pregnant for like eight. She been pregnant for eight or four years, and she been in labor for eight to five. Listen, um, seeing Ryan Ford and Don in the gym working out together, I was sweating. <laughs> I like that. Hey, y'all got the like Black Ink Chicago got some of the finest men I've seen on reality TV shows. I'm not gonna hold you. They some pieces of shit, but they fine. Even the new, even across the pond, uh, Hispanic nigga, Steven, he fine too. He is handsome, yes. He fine too. They all are fine. And I appreciate y'all showing us that y'all taking sanitation clean, uh, taking it serious and using uh, hand sanitizer and wiping your equipment off like you're supposed to. Yes. It makes me feel very comfortable about if we could all have a train. But <laughs> that's a, <laughs> But no, I'm just kidding. Come on, Black um, Ink Trains. Ooh. 
So Ashley finally realizing that she shouldn't be trying to relocate to Texas, which was an instant hot spot in this pandemic. Um, And then Don saying he wanted to move back in and quarantine with Ashley and the kids and be there and help her out because they're going to be homeschooling and shit. That's all she cared about. She happy as fuck. Like they haven't, and they haven't solved a single fucking issue. Not a damn one. It was that nigga back in the house with her. Even though, no, he hasn't shown you through his actions he's capable of being a husband to you. Because when he was like, I need to be in the house with my wife and my kids, you been needed to be in the house with your wife and your kids, but magically you always ended up in the house with another bitch that was not Ashley. This is true. Your this wife and your kids been needed you to be present and accounted for. So what's so different now? A pandemic? The thing is, you could wake up and die. I hate to say it, but it's true. Nothing is promised. The fact that it took something like a fucking global pandemic to make you say, damn, I need to be present and accounted for in the lives of my wife and kids. Boy, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, it's like, the thing, we've been saying this for 84 years on this damn show. Even though they don't have a choice now because of the pandemic, Don and Don and Ashley do not need to be together. Because we got to remember the reason they even split in the first place is because Ashley just cannot forgive that nigga for what he did in the past, which is her right. But when you decide to take the nigga back and y'all was living together pre-pandemic, that's your cross the bear, Ashley, and you do that. So, on the one hand, it shouldn't have taken for, I mean, not for Dawn to realize, oh, shit, I'd actually need to be a husband. It shouldn't have taken a pandemic for that. On the other hand, actually, it shouldn't have taken you a pandemic to realize, okay, I either have to suck it up and get over me not forgiving this nigga for cheating in the past, and I also need my husband and my damn family. Like, y'all so got, both of y'all some stupid motherfuckers is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Y'all are stupid, and we are tired. Like we, I am tired we of every goddamn exhausted. season. So shit, we're at, we're done, and fucking Ashley, leave us alone. Either, either y'all stay together and suck up y'all shit and work it out, or y'all break up and still find a way to goddamn co-parent and leave us alone for good and take y'all as a therapy. Because goddamn, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Jesus Gosh. fucking Christ. Like, she got so happy. Like, bitch, y'all didn't solve nothing. At all. Y'all got the same issues y'all been had. Because you ain't you ain't forgave the nigga. You probably ain't never going to forgive the nigga. And he, like, still a, like a part-time husband. Like, ain't shit changed. Nothing. Nothing at all. You could have did this without even threatening to move to Texas, which was stupid as fuck. Because like Cam said, Texas is one of the states that's, like, like the epicenter of shit. But, like, you didn't even have to threaten the shit because y'all going to move back in the goddamn house together any fucking way. What was the reason? Exactly. Please leave us alone, Donna Ashley. Please. <laughs> Continue, Candace. No, dead ass. I felt like that. But on the flip hand, you got a real ass bitch like Rachel who's not willing to play house with Ryan. Right. And I appreciate that because he gonna try to slide that in smooth. So what if I stay with y'all? 
what if I quarantine with y'all? <laughs> no, y'all not together. Y'all and not I, together. I absolutely understand everything Rachel's saying. You can't just keep popping in and out of my life. And Ryan, you have shown you cannot do right by that woman. So stop trying to take up space in her life. Shit, he can't do right by any woman if we keep it in a book. Yeah. And that that's that's typical because if you can't do right by the woman you made made a baby with, you ain't gonna do right by nobody else because she deserved the utmost respect. And Rachel really don't be on his neck as bad as she could be. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree with her. This ain't no this ain't no Don and Ashley shit. Y'all are not legally married or legally bound to each other. Y'all have a child together. Continue to co-parent. If the only way you can see your kids is through video chat, big fucking whoop as long as they safe. Yeah. But feeling you like you're right, going to be laying up in the same house with Rachel playing house, confusing them kids, absolutely not. And I applaud her for not playing the game with you. And that motherfucker turned into Jagged Edge. She was like, well, we ain't getting no young. Uh, I mean, so it is a pandemic. Together. Let's just lay let's <laughs> just live together. Like, no, it absolutely is not going to be that way. The P and that pandemic that don't note, stand let's for... Get quarantine. Listen, the P don't stand for get you some pussy in-house. No. <laughs> that P stand for Paul. Stay where the fuck you at. Ryan was like, I mean, this wrong shit crazy. Let me just stay with y'all. No. She was like, no. I, 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 I think not. Ryan, you just can't do this. Is again, Ryan, this your own fault because you can't do Rachel right, you can't do Kitty right, you can't do hell, you couldn't do DuckTales right. You can't, you, it's a, it's you, Ryan, it's you. You definitely are the common denominator in the demise of all of your romantic relationships. And yes, you are the common denominator. Yeah, yep. So that's on you. Um, that was it for Black Ink. And then yeah. they shut everything down and, you know. Oh, mm-mm. let's run back. Kitty and Steven. Oh, Steven yes. Is, Kitty is, Steven is fine and he warned Kitty and that's a vibe. But what rubbed me the wrong way is that it was Steven who had to tell Kitty that he and Jess were leaving Chicago to go back overseas to London before they put in put before the travel ban took place. You are supposed to be the artist manager Mm -hmm. have not consulted with the day-to-day operations manager. And probably not even Charmaine. And not Charmaine. She said she didn't tell Charmaine talking about because Charmaine was in labor. You could have sent the text. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, especially as much as you go on about Charmaine as your partner, and you have stake, which you do, you have stake in Second City. You would think, just since you came back and was like, "I am Miss Boss Bitch," you know, Kitty, you know, that's cute or whatever. But I got this. You would think you are you, a conditional partner in that fucking shop you are Mm. a partner when it suits you any other time you running back across the pond aka an opportunist like we've been saying because how the fuck do you tell via 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 your friend you tell kitty not even charmaine you tell kitty via your friend oh yeah me and him are going back to london on the day of now granted i get it it's a pandemic you want to be by your family. I understand that. But again, business decorum. Mm-hmm. 
You could have sent a text to Charmaine. Listen, I know Charmaine was in labor giving birth. Again, that it ain't like Charmaine died. She could have exactly. received a text. Especially she was that, talking as, to Danielle. Right. So it wasn't like Charmaine was in such a dire state that she couldn't communicate with anybody. You could have sent a text. You could have sent the text or called Kitty her, yourself to relay that news. Mm-hmm. But Kitty finds out secondhand through a nigga that's trying to take her on a virtual date because of the pandemic. You don't tell Charmaine at all. Just girl, fuck you. Nothing yeah. about you has rubbed us the right way on this show since your inception, Jess. What was the reason? Nothing. You are not a, a damn headache. thing. You a headache and a bozo. You take your tea and crumpets and you get the fuck on out of our goddamn faces. That's what the fuck you do, Jess. That's what you do, bitch. And I mean you that take from the, the sadness of, of Sussex. You take the sadness of Sussex and you skirt on across the pond and shut the fuck up forever. And suck it till you choke. Because <laughs> you a bozo. Correct. Well, that was it. Yes. Where are we headed to next, friend? Uh, well, speaking <laughs> of bozo, let's talk about uh, Love and Marriage Huntsville. Because I have words. Many of them. I, I am... Oh, very, 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 very sick of Marceau and Letitia trying to be victims. Mm. Like, please. Mm. Like, no, dead ass. We have yet to hear one thing that Martel and Melody said about y'all's mamas. Meanwhile, y'all's business. Y'all was on the internet talking about you know somebody who had a sex tape of Melody Mama. First of all, I want to take it back to I want to take it back to some Martel said, because don't get me wrong, he a bozo. Yeah, he absolutely a piece of shit. He a piece of shit, but he made a perfect point when he said, it's not that they, it's not that Letitia Mama or anybody else got anything to say is who feeds them that information because she's not pulling it out of thin air. And that resonated with me because why would your mama be so knee deep in the personal lives of friends or ex-friends if you aren't giving them that information? And Martel made a good point. They sit up, Marceau and Letitia, sit up and talk shit about Martel and Melody and they do it in front of Letitia Mama. Yeah, we saw and it in this episode. And that's why Letitia Mama feels comfortable saying the things that she says. And that, with that being said, I definitely feel like regardless of what Melody and Martel have going on in their personal marriage, they have very valid points when it comes to not being interested in rebuilding the friendship with Marceau and Letitia. I would not either. I'm sorry. There's no way you could fix your mouth to get online and say some shit about somebody having a sex tape of my mama and we gonna reconcile that. There's no reconciling that. The that thing is the point of no return. We have, here's how I look at it. We have receipts 
of Tisha and Marcel. Marcel, that's how you say it. Yeah, Marcel. got a weird ass name. We have we have receipts of the Scots talking shit. I we don't have to my knowledge, we don't have receipts of the what's Melanie and Martell's last name? The Holtz. The Holtz. We don't have receipts of the Holtz talking shit about them. And let's take it a step further. Melody and Martell helped Marceau and Letitia build Scott. That's a it's a combination of their names, Scotts and Holtz. Melody and Martell went and started their own thing, or they had it before they helped Marceau and Letitia. But the thing is, and again, Marce- Martell is arrogant to the motherfucker, but he Fair. was making valid points in both these episodes. Y'all were y'all were hell bent on being friends with us, being in our circle, getting to know us when it was beneficial for you. To the point where at one point Melody's mama worked for the company. Melody brought that up when she went to see Marceau. Melody's mama was the administration. Melody's mama's who got the H and R and all that shit up and running. Mm-hmm. So even if you got extreme vitriol for Martell and Melody. Melody's mama should have never been a part of it. Never been. Should have never been a part of it. And I absolutely. I thought was full of shit because he was like, because when he, because when Melody pressed him about that, he was like, well, I never said it. Okay, well, if you never said and, it. And Melody got right in his neck, then she? She was like, don't try to mince words with me. Yeah, because if, because first of all, if you, if you didn't say it, which less. Go, let, let's just play along that you did. Oh, and you say, well, I, I got the information from somebody else. Why the fuck are you getting that information? Exactly. Why is that some information you want? Right. That part. That part. Because I don't That's even damn if I'm beefing Because even if I'm beefing with somebody, nigga, I don't want to know know if no information about somebody's mama allegedly having a sex tape. Nigga, that's nasty. Listen... The fuck is, the fuck do you mean? Also, I would like to say that this again, Tisha. Why on earth would it make sense? You are still mad in your family, Marcel and your mama, who I'll get to her in a second. Cause when I tell you a, a raggedy ass, but anyway. Why are you make? Why is Tisha making herself the victim, girl? You was not invited to that event. It was a private event. Even if you went there with good intentions, which honestly it showed you true colors that you didn't, it didn't matter. You wasn't invited. Who the fuck? Any sane person would ask security to escort somebody who they did not invite to a private event out of said event that is common sense one oh fucking one why you are not a victim i don't give a damn what your husband say i don't give a damn what your ragged ass mama say i don't give a damn what your two-faced cousin kim is saying you was in the wrong get over it you got what your hand called for got what your hand called for you could have just sat there and ate your fucking food you could have not shown up 
You could have not shown up. Which was which is something that somebody with some common goddamn sense would have done. Imagine being like, you know what? I'm not invited here, but I'm gonna show up anyway. What? Huh? In what world did that make sense? And girl, we black too. You know, black folks don't go nowhere. We ain't invited. See, that's how your mama ain't no real bitch, cause she ain't raised you with no goddamn. She ain't raised you. She ain't raised you right. She ain't raised you ain't right. Raised you. I mean, we can tell she ain't raised you right because hell, she ain't right. She yeah, that bitch got a lot of mouth and bad hair. Uh. <laughs> Um, let, I me thought... <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Let me tell you something, Miss Wanda, Miss Ma'am, bitch. Let me tell you something. You, you and that goddamn a shoot, shoot, shoot me the doop, goddamn bop. You count on your fucking head. Girl, listen. You and everybody business but your goddamn own. You get you a decent, a decent cut, ma'am. That you messy ass. You know she gives me such Mama Joyce vibes. She do, she do. You hit it on the head. Like, we almost same wig and all. Same wig and all. Same wig and all. The only Same thing is, she all. a bit more she a bit more abrasive than Mama Joyce, but I'll be damned if that spirit ain't still there. It, it's the same spirit. Smelling funky. Mm-hmm. Listen, you're miserable. Mm. That's why you're bringing up everybody else's goddamn business, and you got your daughter out here being miserable just like your motherfucking ass, Wanda. A bit, excuse me, a bitch named Wanda. Mm. Talking shit. Talk that shit, goddamn, get hit. That goddamn Honda Civic ass wig you got on your motherfucking head, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Wanda. You so annoying. Gosh, that's why I love you, friend. <laughs> yeah, I love you too, friend. But anyway, go ahead. I just had to get that out. I, I've been waiting for us to record because I wanted to cuss Wanda out. The same. Um, <laughs> I just... You know, I. Why we here? Also, why we here? Why we here? Kimmy. So you a liar? Uh, yeah, you a liar, Kimmy. You are. You definitely been inserting yourself in the middle. You definitely yes. take jabs at the other couples when you around one of the couples. And yes. to me, that's some two-faced shit. And while yes. Wanda needed to be put in her face for the way she carried on in her son-in-law house, she didn't tell no lies about you. You definitely played two against the middle because when Marceau was talking about Melody coming there, he was like, guess who came in here switching hard as hell? You going to say Martel? Like, come on, that's the shady shit everybody's talking about. You don't know how to be neutral, and that's fine if you don't know how or don't want to be neutral, but stay the fuck away from one of them couples. Stay the fuck yeah. away from Melody and Martell because you look shady than a motherfucker in them rollbacks. <laughs> yeah, like, if you're not going to be neutral, if you're going to be neutral, you have to be just that neutral. It, You have to be just that neutral. Don't say you're going to be neutral then playing folks' face when you're clearly playing both sides. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. It You can definitely be like, look, Tisha is my family. Melody is my friend. I wish both of you bitches would just grow up and get over it. 
I completely understand that. I have been in those situations where two people that I called my friends or at least my associates was beefing and I'm just looking at both of them like, I want both of you motherfuckers to just grow the fuck up. I get it. But you know what I did? I stayed the fuck out of it. Like completely out of it. Listen, in the girls of my great friend, I said, good to hell look, good to hell look. Y'all two figure it out. I'll be over here. When y'all find out y'all want to have some goddamn sense, then come holler at me. If you want to be that, Kimmy, hello. Hello. (laughs) Cam Newton, hello. Hello? Uh, I don't think, hello. I don't think nobody is asking too much of you to really just shut up and not be shady. Yeah. And if you don't be shady, stop crying when you get clocked on it because Wanda clocked you and it was T. Yeah. The only thing I didn't agree with is it came from one. Letitia, no, Letitia don't have to be invited everywhere Kimmy is invited to if Melody is involved. Letitia and Melody don't fuck with each other. It's not one-sided. It's not Melody bullying on Letitia. They both have been throwing slugs and jabs back and forth. So there is no reason for Letitia to want to be invited to anything pertaining to Melody outside of their kids. Yeah. Which also, Wanda, and this is why I know the reason why I got issue with Wanda. Girl, I know fuck them kids is a hilarious phrase. I, too, use it at times when appropriate. But, girl, trying to throw rain on them kids' parade because their parents got beef, that shit is stupid. As hell. I agree with Marceau. Like, like you said, well, thank God that you not their parent, and we are, and we can make that decision. Because, girl, what? So you, like... So, so let me get this straight. So, because my daughter is friends with Melody's daughter, and they have been for a while, because me and Melody and all couples don't see eye to eye. So, my daughter just gotta say fuck her friend and make new friends. Here go on his ass. Well, I guess she just gotta make new friends. Girl, what? Huh? What fucking sister? This, this is exactly why Tisha is. I see why Tisha is the way that she is because of your motherfucking ass. This is another goddamn Dorothy but and Candy situation. Meanwhile, she ain't got no motherfucking backbone. You in there letting your mama talk to your husband any old kind of fucking way, and you just sitting there looking stupid. The thing is, I now see why Marceau falls back when it comes to defending Letitia because... You don't have the same energy for him. My mama, your mama, whoever mama, anybody mama, could not come in my house and speak to my husband in the manner that Wanda spoke to Marceau, honestly. And Marceau was clapping, clapped her goddamn cheap wig off when he said, well, thank God I'm their parent and you not. Because one thing I do agree with, and it's, you know, while we're here, I wholeheartedly agree that those kids should not be put in the middle of grown folks' bullshit. Because that's what it is, grown folks' bullshit. And it's stupid. It's stupid. If those kids can't play together and y'all can't be cordial for two hours, what the fuck is the point? How stupid are y'all? How immature are y'all? It's not that deep. Very. Y'all ain't even got to talk to each other. The kid, you could literally, Letitia or Marceau, one or both, whoever, could literally bring the kids and not have any interaction with Melody and Martel. 
Literally, they don't have to have any action, interaction at a bowling alley. It's a public place. It's not even a house party. Right. So talking about they, you two-faced it and you shady and you this and you that for taking kids to a goddamn kids party? Girl, sit your funky ass down. Girl, Go get you a man. Go get you some dick. Go unpack all that uh, he-man, woman-hater baggage you got that niggas ain't shit. And you right. But do that for yourself so you won't be so deeply embedded in the business of your daughter and her husband. Get you some better goddamn hair. Yeah. That's what you do. Get some hair that fit, because that don't. Get some get some get hair that fit. Too big. <laughs> get a wig that fit. <laughs> get you a wig that fit, child, because your wig too big. And ain't nobody finna play with your funky ass about it. Um, but get out their business. It's just not your place. Like, imagine being a piece of shit towards your towards your granddaughter because your because your 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 daughter got beef with another grown woman. Girl, what? And I don't you even know stupid. if we could call that beef because the shit's so petty. It, it's it's stupid. It's stupid. Let's call a thing a thing. It's stupid. Absolutely. I mean, it's entertaining for all messy asses, but it's stupid. Yeah, I agree. And um, but you Melody, are stupid. you are stupid. Melody yes, did stupid. reach out and invite uh, the Hope yes. children yeah. to the function. Um, I want them to get to the to the real bottom of this tax return situation because if Martel, if Marceau and Letitia had anything to do with leaking them folks' tax information, they need their ass whoop shitty. And I mean that, but I need I need Lati I need Melody and Martel to stop saying it if they don't have evidence that that's that that's the case. Yeah, it's a lot of he say she say, and we need receipts. That's why I'm I haven't necessarily taken a side. I mean, honestly, I don't want to take a side because again, I don't know y'all don't for care. real, and I just yeah, and I just watch this shit because it's entertaining. it's just entertaining. Yeah, but I need before I like definitively make a statement or a stance i need the receipts i need honestly from from both camps i need listen if y'all gonna fuck around fuck around expeditiously post the receipts or keep it on the playground yeah that's what i need i listen don't don't tickle me with the mess bring it give me the whole course yeah i need more than the appetizer correct I need three courses. I need the whole entree. I need the appetizer, the entree, the salad, the soup, and the dessert, and the nice wine. Yes. Yes. Because otherwise, y'all playing in our face. And like I said, I understand that Marceau and Letitia have gone on some social media rants. So y'all feel like it's really easy to pin stuff like that on them. But I just need the proof that that actually happened the way that y'all are saying it happened. Or you need to to stop saying it. Yeah, listen, listen. Screenshots are forever. Post a screenshot. Yeah, do something. like all the. As much as y'all pay attention to social media, where why y'all haven't been doing no digging into who released those tax returns? Yeah, and for all listeners, if y'all catch something that we don't, because I mean, me and Candace, you know, we be off the grid some damn times. Add us. Yeah. Add us, add us, show us the receipts, and then we'll come on here and drag and make jokes because you know that's what we're here to do. But I, we just need the receipts. Yeah, 
Because y'all good for showing a damn flashback at that damn reunion where shit blew up, which I appreciate, but we need more. Yeah. And Wanda Girl, fuck you again. Agreed. Um, that was it, right? Was that it? Yeah, ain't nothing else happening. Cool. Um, Let's we don't have about... to take a break because we oh, don't have no no mid rolls, so we're gonna roll, keep rolling on through. <sighs> Marriage boot camp. Let me start out by saying this: it's only two real couples on that show. <laughs> yeah, it's only two real couples on that show, and that's Willie and Shonda, and Tony and Corrupt. Mm. The rest of those people are not in relationships. And no. I don't give a fuck what pregnancy Hazelie is presenting. She's not in an active relationship with Davon. They may have fucked. They may have been fuck buddies. But until they got on this show, they were not in a committed relationship. And it absolutely shows. Yeah. Phaedra won't even kiss Medina on camera. We know because, they're not together. Because he is a paid actor. And Tahiri and Vado, y'all may have been friends who thought it was a good idea to do this check grab and go on this show and act like y'all fuck around. Y'all have absolutely no romantic chemistry. None. All three of these couples I just named, when you see them sitting on the couch during sessions or doing wrap-ups and this, that, and the third, if you notice, the only ones that are ever touching each other, Shonda and Willie, Tony and Corrupt. You never see any type of romantic chemistry between Vado and Tahiri, Phaedra and Medina, or uh, Hazelie and Davon. Hell, Hazelie had a meltdown when the nigga didn't want to come down, come upstairs with her and lay down. And two of the couples that are actually couples on here, one of them don't need to be here. One, They need to be in rehab. Exactly. But speaking of speaking of Vado and Tahiri, because let's get let's get to the real meat and potatoes. I mean, we could beat around the bush, but it, it's no point. So we'll just cover the challenge that led to all of this. The couples woke up; they were locked in their rooms. They had to work together to get the code to get out of their rooms. They did that, and then after that, Doctor Ish plays devices on both parties' wrists. And if either person committed something that the other person um, really disliked about the relationship, that person could zap the the person committing the personal file, basically. Mm -hmm. And it was things like for Vado is Tahiri doesn't listen. Her, she, she yells when he's trying to get a point across. And it was like one other thing. Well, she was doing all of that, and he's after ass. And she, like a poor sport, takes the bracelet off and quits the challenge and says that Vado is doing it out of spite. Meanwhile, the couples don't know what's on the other person's board, like what's the infraction that gets them zapped. So she had no idea what was on Vado's board. And she was doing everything that was on Vado's board, and she got zapped. And in that... She proceeds, he walks away from her. He goes in the kitchen area, in the eating area. He sits down. She proceeds to come over to him, grab two Granny Smith apples out of the fruit bowl, 
and throw them at him like she's an MLB pitcher and hit him both times. Votto doesn't react. They get ready for the uh, for the group. I guess not judging. I can't think of the word doctor issues, but you know, for the group wind up for the day's activities and exercises. Yeah, we can call it evaluation. Yeah, the group evaluation. To here, he starts playing a victim. So he do something, and then I gotta start looking crazy to y'all. And then Vado got up and basically yoked her up. He didn't choke her. He like grabbed her by her shirt. Like with both hands, like you about to yoke somebody up and shake them a little bit or some shit. Now, Vado, you went out like a sucker. Because if you were that angry, you should have told Dr. Ish, I can't be in here right now because prior to the group evaluation, she got violent with me and I am pissed off. Yes. And get me away from her before I do something I regret. That was it. Use your words. Use your words because Dr. Ish would have gotten to the bottom of it. And guess what? Tahiri would be the one who's likely staying in a hotel. Probably, yeah. You allowed her to push buttons that shouldn't be there. And the thing is, that's how especially hood niggas respond. Hood niggas don't take kindly to disrespect. But you got to think better than that. You got to think smarter. There's no reason you should have put your hands on her in any capacity, especially with the type of anger you were experiencing because you could yeah. have truly harmed her. Yeah. He That's could the have. crazy part. You could have truly harmed her because you did not have control over your anger. Yeah. And then the tone of his voice too. Yeah. It was, it was, it was very, 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 very violent. Like the tone of his voice. Yeah. He was pissed. Yeah. And a part of me believes that production told them First of all, why was there no security around? I got an issue with WeTV and Dr. Ish, too. Because this has been one of the most physically violent seasons, and security was nowhere to be found. You got an alcoholic in the house. You got two men that's then already put their hands on each other. And then this situation... Y'all saw y'all were watching. Y'all were watching this happen in real time and never thought to say, uh, let's get security in here because it's been pretty heated in here. So I got a problem with the way y'all handle business as well. Yeah, now that I think about it, like with the um Devon and Willie fight, it was security wasn't really there. Like they got there, but like they got there very late. It was the other castmate trying to break up the fight. And then with this, didn't nobody try to get Vado off of Tahiri but Dr. Ish. Like, security was nowhere around. Yep. So, I had an issue with that. And I had an issue with Dr. Ish not holding Tahiri accountable for her role in that situation. Because she initiated violence. And it should never be okay. And to play it like, oh, well, it don't matter if you threw this or if you put your hands on them like that. All of that kind of stuff. 
it should matter in relationships because it should never get to that point, period. I've yeah. never thrown something at Mike out of anger. Yeah. Like, I feel like the, uh, here's the, here's my issue with it, right? There is definitely a way you can address the very, I mean, let's keep it a book. Cause I mean, it's, let's not like not tell the truth. There's a way you can definitely address the domestic violence that women unfortunately experience at the hands of black men and how that yeah. situation, while could why that situation could have very very quickly escalated into something even worse for Tahiri. You can address that without n also not addressing that Tahiri should not have thrown that ball at him because that was not cool. It wasn't, and no, I it, it was too, it was it was apples too. Two hard ass Granny Smith apples. The thing, yeah, like he, it wasn't cool. He like, wasn't we, hurt. He didn't get hurt. Right. It wasn't. But, he wasn't hurt. He wasn't hurt, and you know he wasn't. And again, we he. It would have understandably made anyone angry, and he should have used his words instead of his hands. Like that's, that's exactly it. That's he exactly should have definitely, and that's on him. That's on him. He absolutely should not have should have used his words, and he absolutely is wrong for putting his hands on her. Dr. Yep. Ish also could have been like to hear it. That was wrong for you throwing. He could have been like we rolled. To hear it, could have used hope. Both of them could have used their words. Yes, and she could have been honest as well, but Dr. Ish should have definitely, they should have addressed it. Yes. Because I while agree. I understand, and I absolutely agree, that it is, the domestic violence is disproportionate when it comes to woman on man versus man on woman. Absolutely. So I get that. And I get not wanting to conflate the two as being equal. But there yes. should have been a time and place where he took her behind the closed door away from the rest of the cast and said production and I watched how everything unfolded what you did was wrong it was wrong and it escalated that situation to where it did not need to be had you not initiated that type of behavior things could have gone completely different you guys could have had a productive conversation and a group evaluation, but actions have reactions. And sadly, his reaction was violence against you. And it could have just gone totally left. It just could have went. Yeah. And then she's like, well, he's never hit me. He's never done that to me before. So why did you feel so comfortable to do that to him? If you, if you, but this is how I know y'all are not in a relationship. You say you've never seen this side of him. This side of him has never come out. It came out so easily when you threw two apples at him in the arm. What is the truth? You don't know this man because y'all are not in a relationship romantically. Right. Right. And y'all are now, playing the thing in our I do face. take issue with Votto was, and I will give Dr. Ish credit on this because he called him out on it. Because Votto definitely slipped was up. Was not and taking was it like, serious. Well, he wasn't Initially. taking it serious. And also, he slipped up and was like, well, she deserved it. He, and Dr. Ish called him like, Votto, no. Like, in the same breath, we're saying that Tahiri should not have thrown apples, that, those apples at you. At the same time, nobody de deserves to have hands put on them. Like, no. you're wrong for that, Votto. And you have to take it serious and stand up in that. Mm -hmm. They are not equal wrongs. They are disproportionate wrongs, as we said when we talk about domestic violence. 
but they're still wrong. Like Tahiru was wrong, but you need to take it seriously, Vado, that you was wrong and you should not have done that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Agreed. Yep. Also, I must say, I was also um, how should I say this? I don't want to call the other men in the group weak. But, but they I was different. Say it again, I'll cut you off. What you said, friend? Oh, but they weak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should not have been just Dr. Ish trying to get Vado off of Tahiri. Yeah. Absolutely not. Like, Willie was like, when it just happened so fast, I was too shocked to move, but you weren't too shocked to be fine with Devon? Yep. So, like, I was very disappointed. Not surprised, but also very disappointed that no other man, other than Dr. Ish, stepped up and tried to get Votto off of Tahiri or say anything to Votto or anything. Not surprised, but very disappointed all the same. Yeah, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, as a result, Vado is removed from the house. He's sent to a hotel, not kicked off the show per se. Um, yeah, they said they was going to work with him privately, like off yeah. camera. Correct. Um, but it's something I want to touch on. What's on your mind? I'm sir? glad Willie and Shonda doing the work, and I don't have anything to say about them. Um, I refuse to discuss Medina and Phaedra and <laughs> and uh, Devon and Hazel Lee because they're not real couples. Um, Tony and Corrupt. I just <sighs> I want better for women, even if they're not black, because there's you've been with Corrupt for three years. He been an alcohol he been an alcoholic way longer than that, ma'am. Yeah. You can cut your losses and get the fuck. Y'all yeah. don't have no kids together. Y'all don't do no business together. Y'all don't have no bills together. You have no obligations. You to have no obligation to be his safe hold while he battles his alcoholism. He has right. had access and opportunity to deal with his addiction longer than you may have been alive, honestly. Yeah, because how old is Corrupt? Old than a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Let me and how old is Tony? Because I mean, she looks old, but she she looks older because she looks like that nigga is running her ragged. Yes, yes, yes. He's <gasps> forty seven. Who who forty seven? Corrupt. You know who she looks like. Who? She looks like. <laughs> she looks like if Cece was put through a whole bunch of trauma. Oh yeah, she do look like a a. a mm. I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like if Cece had to fight all her life. Mm. Yeah. Like if Cece didn't have Byron and had didn't have the happiness that sh- they have and all that. It would CC would be Tony, hmm. and that's probably the nicest we can say. Because <laughs> I know what like, you were thinking. <laughs> yeah, we can't. They say don't. That. They don't. 
gonna say it so bad. Um, <laughs> growth, friend, growth, growth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they don't put her age on the internet, but I assume she's probably a little bit younger than corrupt. But my thing is. Then she's like, I'm loyal to a fault. No, it's a thin line between loyalty and being a goddamn fool. And since you are on the goddamn fool end of things. Yeah. Because he has sat up here and said multiple times, I know I got a drinking problem, but I don't want to get help with it. And so what? Yeah. That's all you I- need to know. He comfortable in his addiction. Don't let his addiction become your addiction. Yeah. Don't let his addiction become your ruin. Exactly. Like, get the fuck out of here, please. Especially, like, especially and is why like, why is he on this show? Get his drunk ass off this show and into rehab. Correct. correct. And then the the part that really fucks me up is, sis, Tony, beloved, ma'am, Miss Mamas, <laughs> this motherfucker got a whole drinking problem, but yet makes time to cheat on you instead of chase his sobriety down and claim it. Mm. You see where his priorities are. You are dead ass in marriage boot camp going through his phone. He is dead ass calling another woman in the middle of trying to fix his relationship with you. What more do you need to know? The call is coming from inside the house, literally. Get the fuck on about your life and your business. Take your life back from him. He has made you a prisoner in his bullshit. And you just sitting there waiting on meal time. Absolutely. Who? Droopy the dog face ass. Get you some common sense and self-esteem. Prisoner he ain't even at the peak. He ain't even at the top of his career. He a washed up. He a has been. Yeah. Like there is no there is no benefit to being with this man, Tony. Like absolutely none. None. The only thing don't there the only thing that's beneficial is to him and that's you being his punching bag. Yep. Emotionally, spiritually, and sobriety. <laughs> I couldn't think of another word, so I just went with sobriety. Um but yeah, Tony, get the hell out. You have you you literally have no reason to be with this man and no obligations to him. No. He don't give a fuck, so you shouldn't give a fuck and get the fuck on with your life to someone something bigger and better. Absolutely. Um And Dr. Ish, get this nigga off this fucking show and get him into a goddamn rehab center. Please. He has no place here. He's not able to do the work on his relationship because he can't find his way out of a fucking bottle. Correct. Leave us alone. Can, can you imagine when the last time that nigga had some water? No. Like I feel <laughs> like I feel like if he tried to get a bottle of water, like the water just gonna jump back. It, it's a mess. A whole mess. Um, that's it for marriage boot camp. This is what I've been waiting on because the messiest bitches in reality TV are back. 
and fighting okay. already. <laughs> we got the first two episodes back to back, Sunday and a Monday. Yeah, Bravo, y'all kind of weird with how y'all doing this because we recording, y'all know we record on Sundays and y'all re-showing the second episode, which y'all showed Monday for tonight. So I don't know what y'all, I guess y'all trying to space it out because of the pandemic, but uh, this shit is weird. It is. And like, are y'all going to release the third episode tomorrow or what? Right. Like, how is right. that going to work? Um, But we going to cover what has been released like only we do. Yeah. Uh, oh, and also stay tuned uh, because in a couple weeks, one of the favorites of talking everything Potomac, everything Real Housewives will be stopping in like she always does with us to, uh, you know, record with us. Brooke will be here. So that's exciting. Um, if you yes, haven't, I'm looking forward to her dragging Giselle's PT Cruiser. First of all, I ain't even no PT Cruiser child. That is a old model Gucci edition Fiat. <laughs> um, but if you haven't, head on over to Brooke's YouTube. You can find her on Twitter at the Brooke Ash and check out her YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. She talks everything from the Real Housewives franchise and we absolutely enjoy it. Um, I want to say what do you want to start? We have so much to, I want to, to cover. I want to start with Karen and Ray because how the institution. do you, I feel like Ray is being a dickhead and I feel like men who are used to being the breadwinners typically don't know how to be supportive when their partner falls into something that is showing to be quite lucrative. I agree. Um, while you could never pay me to wear La Dame, because <laughs> I'm not a woman going through menopause, <laughs> it seems to be doing well. It seems to be getting Karen a bag, her own bag, and she's not having to depend on anybody else's bag. Yeah. The way Ray was treating her in that episode, that second episode, where after Karen, first of all, I could have went my whole life not hearing Karen Huger moan. That was nasty. I don't even have a joke for that. Weird. That was just nasty. Know, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thanks. No, I, I, I was not a fan. Um, and I also don't like how y'all tried to play that with the camera angle too. You hear Karen just moaning and shit. Then you, then you cutting the ray and shit. Like, don't play with us. Nobody will listen. I enjoy looking at Karen. I do. I feel like she has kind of, kind of, emphasis on kind of, gotten her wigs together. I don't want to imagine her making them noises. I don't. And for goddamn sure, not with Ray. I didn't yeah. need that. So, Bravo, you get a fuck you for how y'all played that camera angle. But continue, friend. No, absolutely. Um, But when she's coming down and she's trying to talk to Ray, communicate with Ray... He is giving her the absolute coldest of shoulders. Yeah. You are saying, 80 okay. fucking years old, nigga. You know, you have lived too goddamn long and know too many goddamn words in order for you to not use words, right? Correct. Correct. Um, nigga, does Karen was... have to say Lazarus to get a rise out of you, nigga? Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna let that sit there for a little bit. 
I wanna <laughs> But for real, right? Why are you being an asshole? Like, goddamn. Like nigga, I get it, you old, you probably want a nap, but nigga, nap with your wife. Shit, say I love you and let's go take a nap, babe. Like, goddamn. <laughs> shit. Cuddle, nigga, something, shit. Something. I just also where it didn't make sense because while Karen was trying to explain it, like the disconnect when um was it Monique when Monique came over? I think it was Monique. It was Monique. She was like, you know, Ray has you know done all what he wants to do, and now he just wants to retire. And it's like, nigga, that is the perfect time to be more supportive of your supportive of your wife, because nigga, you got all the free time in the fucking world. Basically. Nigga, that, nigga, that is the life, nigga. You done did what you done had to do. You done made your money. You done made your mark on this world. You get to retire and live in the lap of not doing a goddamn thing and be supportive of your wife. That is goals, nigga. The fuck? And, and spend her money. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. Listen, just, La Dame La Banks, nigga. The fuck do you mean, right? Yeah, it was there. It was ridiculous. And speaking of money... How long Candace and Chris gonna pretend like they got money they don't got? Yes. <laughs> first <laughs> of all, why are you having a $22,000 first anniversary party? Mm. Like... After fighting with your mama for two seasons about money. It was just weird. I guess it's the... I guess it's to kind of try to prove that y'all don't need your mama's money, but then y'all had the anniversary party and had a fucking cash bar. A cash bar. Listen. Girl, I know I got down go for me when I see it. <laughs> 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 go for <laughs> my drinks. Y'all not fooling me, motherfucker. At all. Y'all broke. And that's okay if you broke, but be broke within your means. Also, um, I'm going to talk about Giselle. Mm. That house tacky than a motherfucker, girl. Ain't you it. don't have no taste. And I don't Ain't ever want to hear you commenting on how the ladies dress. I don't want to hear you talking about the ladies' wigs, the ladies' cars, the ladies' homes. Because, Sweet Pea, you painted a wall of fuchsia in your motherfucking house and then put a red <laughs> couch in there and white <laughs> chandeliers talking about you want everything blingy. You are 47, bitch. Grow up and get a fucking interior designer to come in there and lay that fucking shack out. That's what it is, a shit. Like you then you hire... doing all of that, and since I was peeping in the scene through the window, you ain't even got no landscaper. Your yard still looking shitty than a motherfucker. Right. It like her, her yard look like that one uh, house on the on the uh, on the end of the block that don't nobody go to because it's been abandoned for a while. That's um, what her front, fucking yeah. front yard look like. I also want to say. I would I I'm sympathetic to women going through postpartum. I dealt with postpartum. But something for the life of me cannot bring myself to give a fuck about anything related to Ashley. <laughs> and I so badly want to. And I wish her the best in her motherhood journey. But I don't have anything for Ashley. 
because the North it's remembers Ashley. pre-pregnancy Ashley. Mm-hmm. And I mean, remembers, remembers. Mm-hmm. Okay. But before we get there, Giselle and Candace meet up at this bakery. Yeah. And let's go with that. <laughs> and they get on the topic of Giselle trying to be cute on one of those Bravo after shows, bringing up Candace's mom, coming to them saying they always begging for money. And Candace got on Twitter and basically said Giselle bought a $900,000 shack where the slaves used to live. And it was ran down and, and towed out. It was tore down. And Giselle wanted an apology and Candace was like, I'm not giving you one. I gave you the energy you were giving me. The thing is, y'all are, y'all are too grown in my opinion, y'all are too grown, in my opinion, to try to be so naive or ignorant about bringing folks' family into y'all's bullshit. I don't care how how many times Dorothy called Chris and Candace broke. If that's somebody you trying to have a friendship with, why is that a point of conversation in any capacity? Because if I want to, if I consider you my friend, I'm going to be like, I don't know what's going on with their finances. It's not my place. I wish them the best. But regurgitating everything, everything Dorothy say to you and trying to make funny and uh, you got your wig clapped off. Because I'd be damned if Candace wasn't accurate as fuck because girl, that house. (laughs) It's a piece of shit. It looked like that damn shit. It, it looked like that damn Shaq Leatherface had on Texas Chainsaw Massacre when he was killing folk. Girl, what the fuck was that? Tacky ass Tacky. You got, you got your damn daughters in the woodland shack. What the fuck is you doing to say? Justin. You got your damn daughters in the outhouse, girl. What the fuck is wrong with you? A poorly decorated one. Uh, not only do you got them in the damn shack, that shit tacky. The goddamn yard look like a haunted house yard. Like Giselle, you got too much shit going on for you to be so damn messy. And. Them kids clocked her ass, too. Mm-hmm. When your kids don't want their own daddy around, you really need to, to do some self-reflecting about what you're doing. Because yeah. those girls do not see it for Jamal Bryant. Down and to honestly, the kids that he has with her. Yeah. That and speaks volumes. You can't blame them. I mean, look at the material. Also, Giselle, I like how you played it off fucking face for like two seasons at like you weren't gonna be get back with that nigga. All that damn secrets about, you know, I have a special someone, you know, me, me and the special someone, we have, you know, we have a bond. You know, Giselle is off the market and seeing somebody. Girl, we knew you was getting back with that nigga. You have to keep it a goddamn secret. Meanwhile, it's rumored that he just had a baby with one of his uh, congregation members. So, mm, talk about a conjugal visit. Yeah. Mm. Past the. 
I'm going to hell. <laughs> pass okay, <come> <laughs> Jamal said, pass the sperm like we used to. That's enough. <laughs> Tides and offerings, bitch. I'll take it in the form. It of is an offerings, I tell you. Get, give me some of that wop. The, the wopagation, I tell you. <laughs> Tides and whopperings. <laughs> Show title. <laughs> Show title. Look, I was this close. No, you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me write that shit down. It is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Wop by Jamal Bryant. <laughs> he on the Wop remix. Giselle, you. As the congregation, <clears throat> if you would turn. <laughs> Turn your Bibles to songs of WAP, verse one. Mm, mm, mm. Verse one, songs three. Don't hide that pussy, divide that pussy. Um, <laughs> them kids don't like their own daddy, and they even made like they came with receipts too. Like he only called us to prove to you that he called us. He don't be calling to check on us. He don't call because he want to talk to us. He just want to make sure that you know he called to seem like he care. Like yeah. that's some that's like some obligation. To that's him. some that's some hell of a shit for your kids to say about you. And yeah. and then really your response to... is the adults are handling this. Y'all are the kids. Y'all stay in the kids' place. Well, it seems like the adults don't know what the fuck they're doing. So the kids might as well say something. And not only that. But the kids are even like, we not no family. It be y'all two and then us three. Mm. Mm. But you want them to, st- you want the kids to stay in the kids place. Okay. It seems like that's the damn problem. Mm-hmm. Cause it seems like the kids staying in one place. Y'all staying in another. And y'all don't know what the fuck y'all doing. Listen. But you know, Giselle going to Giselle. You know, if there's one thing I will give Giselle, it's that her, she has a pension for fuckery. Her stick-to-itiveness for being a goddamn idiot is something. I'll tell you what. I wouldn't, I ain't saying it's admirable, but I am saying it's something. Yeah, absolutely. Can we get into the mess, friend? Go ahead. I, All I, right, I, get into the motherfucking mess. Oh, uh, not quite. How long Robin and Juan going to be broke? God damn. Yes, yes. the answer is yes. The answer is the question, yes. How long is these motherfuckers going to be broke? Yes. How? How long? That's they've been living in that two... Friend, they've been living in that two-bedroom townhouse since the beginning of Potomac when they got evicted out the big house. Mm. They've been in that same condo. Y'all ain't been saving them no money. Potomac Juan been on five is, years, right? Juan is a Division One basketball coach. Mm. They, they, they ain't short on no checks, Robin. You flipping houses. What you doing with the money? Them kids talk about we need space to grow and shit. Y'all been broke forever. Mm-hmm. But then again, I understand because if I was Juan, I would never put another dime in Robin's hands after she got us scammed out of my goddamn NBA money. 
I fucking yeah. tell you that. Like it's a bad combination of Robin will get you scammed and Juan is cheap. Yeah. And that's a terrible combination. For two people that got kids, that is a terrible combination. Yeah. But that's also why they're going to be together forever. So they, they are match made in financial turmoil heaven. Um, Juan and Robin, well, Juan meets up with uh, Giselle. And he, he puts it all on the line that he does want to marry her again. He's ready to take the big step again. Good, because otherwise, what is y'all doing? Y'all been playing house on this damn show <laughs> for 84 years. <laughs> and we are tired. We are exhausted. Otherwise, y'all really have no purpose on this show other than Juan being a, being handsome and Robin just being Giselle's funky and miss. Like, that's really the only role that y'all both have on this damn show. Yeah, absolutely. Because don't nobody give a damn about Robin flipping no damn houses because that, that shit is not working out for her at all. It took her 47 years to flip that one house. And that it was one a, house. It was a, a two-bedroom townhouse. Um, <laughs> nobody can fuck about that shit to the mess so it's Sharice has been spreading a rumor that Monique fucked her personal trainer Monique says it is absolutely not true and she has taken issue with Candace becoming good friends with Sharice mm-hmm. um Just beat her ass. I would have been beat Sharice ass off camera, honestly. While we wasn't filming, I would have beat her the fuck up. Because here's the thing. Unless she was there in the room and we was having a threesome, you don't know what the fuck I've been doing with my pussy. And you can mind your motherfucking business. Because one thing about a nigga, a nigga can say anything. This is true. Uh, niggas, can, niggas have gotten up, out they bed, took a piss, probably and brushed their teeth, got on Twitter and lied about fucking a girl and the, and the girl who ain't tweeted in 87 years had to come online and be like, nigga, I ain't never fucked you. You took that. that video while we was both drinking and then I left and went home. I, I say that to that. say this, niggas lie. Yes, niggas lie. And unless you was in there with your face between her pussy and his gooch. You can't confirm that. So why are you speaking? If, bitch, you are 50. <laughs> and you didn't brought your flunky ass back on this show after being removed multiple times. You can't even keep a champagne glass on fucking Potomac. I was about to say, why, why is Sharice here? Like, she's never brought anything worth keeping around on the show. Like, she's just been, like, a friend of the show at this point. And even when she's a friend, she don't bring nothing of, like, real substance. So why is she here? Exactly. Why does Sharice being here need to be a storyline? And also, we have to bring this up. Two episodes in, 
And how does Monique get this information or get it relayed back to her about Candace? Motherfucking Giselle. Two episodes in, and she already stirring up some goddamn mist. Exactly. It, you are consistent, Giselle. I give you that. You are consistent in stirring up shit. With your miserable ass. But I'm the my issue with Monique is she dropped the ball because I wouldn't have met up with Giselle to talk about shit. At all. If you like these ladies, in my opinion, have been on here too many seasons now to fall into traps like that. Especially you, Monique, because Giselle has never seen it for you. So why do you think she all of a sudden is seeing it for you? Correct. She my antennas never... would have went up. Okay. She... She has never seen it for you, and Ashley has never seen it for you, which, although we cannot stand Candace, and rightfully so, she had a smidget, I ain't going to give it too much because it's a, a smidget of a point in that why does it seem that Monique is trying to kiss the asses of girls that have never seen it for her? Never seen it for her. Now, Giselle Candace's has never seen issue, it for her. Now, Candace's, what Candace went wrong was trying to force Monique to hold a grudge that she clearly didn't want to have. That's what yeah. she fucked up. The thing is, and honestly, I do agree with Candace. Monique is doing a lot to not feel like the pariah in that circle. And sometimes you just got to be the fucking villain. You got to be the bad guy. You got to be the motherfuckers that motherfuckers hate. But one thing motherfuckers won't do is play in your fucking face. Because for as much shit as they got to say about Candace... Every time they go at Candace, she eat their ass alive and they be crying, begging for apologies and shit. It's certain motherfuckers that don't play with Candace. You see Ashley quiet as a church mouse trying to act like she is a tragic victim in everything on this fucking show. And that brings me to my issue with Monique. The issues that Candace and Ashley have are very fucking valid. We wouldn't be having this fucking conversation if Ashley was able to eat Candace up on Twitter the way Candace ate Ashley ass up that last season when they was into it. This would not be a conversation if Ashley knew how to clap back. Which is weird because she usually does. Ashley has made it her mission to be, speaking of, to your point, Ashley up until she got pregnant or was trying to get pregnant with Michael here, she was the villain. She stood up in it. Yeah, she was messy. Let us not forget the whole Ray Huger situation where Giselle, Robin, and Ashley put together a powwow to get together and talk shit to Karen about Ray's tax issues. Yeah. Y'all yeah. was y'all was holding firm in that. Or the shit talking that Ashley used to do about Monique. All it, Ashley got quiet as a mouse when those allegations came out against Michael and when she got pregnant. Then she she wanted to be soft and subservient and quiet and play nice with all the girls. Yeah. Girl, fuck that and fuck you. And I will never forget that you went along with it. let's call a thing a thing, essentially victim shaming and defending and accused um sexual assault of Ashley. Yeah. Which looks like based on the previews, your troubles ain't all gone, beloved. I mean, yeah, we could get into that because this um 
this my biggest issue with Monique is this. Stop trying to play peacekeeper because when motherfuckers was on your neck, wasn't nobody trying to keep the peace. They sat around and they watched uh, Giselle uh, come all at your throat and shit. Ashley wasn't trying to keep the peace and patch shit up between you and uh, between you and Giselle and Robin. The only one who who said anything in your defense truly was Karen and Candace. Like, what is yeah. y'all super big issue with Monique? Yeah, here's my thing. I'm not saying Monique has to hold a grudge, which is what Candace was trying to get her to do. But be smart, and Monique hasn't been smart. That's my issue with her. Absolutely. Be like, not only be smart, be honest with yourself. Like don't take don't put on these blinders so you can so you can be fitting in with this group of broke bitches. Cause aside from Karen, who else got money amongst that little circle? Honestly, nobody. <laughs> Maybe Dr. Wendy got some coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Parker Red sidebar. Press pad. Yeah. I do not I Wretched mm. Wretched Wendy. Cause you are doing <laughs> wretched the most. <laughs> wretched the Wendy. most. You are I like that. a fucking lot. Yeah, you you trying hard it's to come Dr. back to Wendy another D. Ah, we don't care. First of all, if you a doctor, why the fuck you on this damn show? Acting a fucking fool. With that wig looking the way it looked. I, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> If it's one that thing wig. about Candace, if it's one thing about our Candace, she gonna bring up them damn wigs. That wig beat the fuck up. Yeah, like I, I did not. I am not a fan so far of Miss Wendy. I'm not a fan. She's doing a lot. Yeah. Which I guess you have to do to try to stay on this show, but we don't need it. We already have enough a lot with this show. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't like. Here's a, my thing with Monique is like you can be cordial. You don't have to try to keep the peace. You can mind your business. You don't have to try to get motherfuckers to get along who clearly don't try to get don't need to get along. And that's what you're doing, and that's why it's annoying the fuck out of me. Especially with the history that you have with this with these ladies. Yeah. Um like, first things Cand- first. Oh, Candace. Candace tried to extend an olive branch. And this is my issue with Giselle and Monique in this situation. Candace said to Ashley, I acknowledge that we have a past. I acknowledge we've had issues. I am more than willing to sit down with you one-on-one outside of this event and let's hash out our differences. They proceeded to try to badger her. Well, Okay, but you need to say sorry now. I don't need to do a motherfucking thing. Let me tell you something. One thing I can say about Candace, she don't apologize for the sake of keeping peace. If she meant it, she stands up in it. She wouldn't apologize to Giselle for calling that shit a slave shack. Because it was. It was. And you started it. Yeah. If you start it, I'm going to finish it. Ashley was starting it. Candace finished it. I don't have to apologize to you. We can move forward. Because Ashley was throwing slugs too, but she couldn't get her shit off the way Candace did. Yeah. Which is kind of strange when you look back on it. Because, I mean, if we're being honest, it's not like Candace has always been, like, the biggest 
or let me say the most efficient reader, if I can say that. Mm-hmm. Like she got her shit off last season, but in the totality of her tenure on the show, she kind of has been one of the weakest girls. Hell, yeah. I mean, for God's sakes, her mama dragged the fuck out of her more than she do anybody. Yeah. She she clapped Ashley Wig off last season. But I mean, it was easy to clap Wig because Ashley had so much shit going on. Yeah. So it was kind of easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, as opposed to earlier seasons, like, it wasn't really much Karen could do when her and Karen was into it because, shit, for one, it was three-on-one, first of all. And then, two, Ashley ain't really have shit. You can't You can't drag shit if a motherfucker don't have shit to drag. But last season, Ashley had a whole heap of shit you could drag. Agreed. And that's what Candace did. Absolutely. And again, if you look at the, the common dewigginator in the middle of the mess, who is it? Fucking Giselle. Fucking Giselle. And Candace, cause Giselle out, told her to shut the fuck up. I listen, she making heard. me cause I think Candace is really vile. And I do think she is one of them people that if you th- if you go low, she she going the bitch gonna go to the earth's equator. She gonna try to get so low with you. And I'm not really that type of person. Like I'm a I'm a clap back, but I'm not gonna go as far as talking about you got your kids living in a slave shack and where's that roach you supposed to be delivering and all. I'm not gonna get into all yeah, that little that shit was, like that. That screenshot was that, 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 yeah, that, that yeah. shit is vile. And yeah. you know, yeah. you know, talking about people's deceased children and shit like she's been caught doing on online on social media. So I don't truly care for Candace. But you're also not going to try to force me to apologize for a situation where the party, the other party has not held themselves accountable for anything. Ashley has not apologized for shit she's done to the other women on that show. Not just Candace. She's never issued an apology. She felt like her pregnancy was was a clean slate. Yeah. And it wasn't. But you still trifling too. Yeah, when she was um, how they did um, what the girl named Katie last season? Yeah, actually did Katie last season. Yep. Which, by the way, real talk, I hope Katie somewhere else dealing with her um, dealing with her with, with her issues and gotten better because she was clearly going through it last season. Yeah. Yeah, but um, Ashley don't take accountability for shit. She never has. So it's like expecting she, she Candace doesn't. to take accountability with someone who also does not take accountability and on the spot accountability at, at that. When again, it really ain't none of you. It really ain't none of Monique and Giselle's fucking business, first of damn all. Y'all was doing a lot. And I don't even like Candace, but y'all was doing a fucking lot. Exactly. Now with this, with that said, Candace, you still vile as shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, a, like, like, don't, don't let this fool you into thinking we are pro Candace podcast. We love the Candace that we have, but not that. Candace. <laughs> 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 we are not a Candace of Potomac pop stand podcast. We are not. We're just calling the thing a thing. Exactly. Because because knowing Candace, she gonna say something later on in the season that's gonna be like, well, we understand why Monique called that damn charge. Yeah, I heard Monique whoop Candace ass shitty too. I mean, here you can see it in the fucking preview. 
Hey, look at the damn previews. It look like Monique will fight every fucking body. <laughs> Jesus. Listen. Um, um, I'm also still trying to figure out where I really fall with this Monique Candace stuff because I do think it's a little shady for Sharice to be coming around. But also... I feel like, again, Monique dropped the ball because you, first of all, people tell people shit they want them to know or nothing at all. And it is very, very, very possible that Sharice doesn't bring up Monique in the trainer rumor that she's spreading around Candace. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Do I think that's the case? No. Do I think Sharice is maybe downplaying that she's the one that is starting and keeping the rumor going versus bringing it to Candace. Like, well, you know, where in the street is that she cheated on, on Chris or some yeah. like some shit like that. I heard like, it's a lot of ways a snake like Sharice can present information and it can still be misleading. Yeah. So I feel like just looking at the previews, I really hope that, I had hoped that Monique would try to have a conversation with Candace privately to say, Hey, I know that you and Sharice have been hanging out. I just want to make you aware that she is spreading a really vicious rumor saying that I cheated on Chris with my personal trainer. And it's absolutely not true. And that in the future, if you plan to invite her to things, give me a heads up because I don't want to be around that because I know I'm going to want to beat her the fuck up. Like, I feel like that could have been the conversation. That could have been the conversation when they showed that little flashback of them, like, making up and, well, kind of trying to move forward before the season started. Yeah. That could have been that conversation then. Because clearly this ain't just happened when they started the time of them filming for this season. This clearly has been a thing that was going on prior. So I don't understand why they didn't have that conversation about that then, you know? I, yeah, I agree. So I hope that's a conversation that was had and then I can lean more towards Monique's side of things. But if you, the only time you've tried to like bring this up with Candace is in group settings and you never really got to the, you know, to the root, like my friend here like to say, if you ain't never really get to the root of why you don't fuck with her and made Candace aware of why you don't fuck with her, I'm not sure what you expect from her. Yeah, cause it because it seems like Candace don't even know why the fuck y'all beefing. Yeah, she seems kind of oblivious to it, and I could just be Candace playing a role. Like I it said, we gotta be. wait. We gotta wait the next episode or two and fit find out. But based on what we saw in the first two episodes, Candace is really in the dark about Sharice and Monique's issues. Cause she was like, "Y'all got beef like that that you would take it out on me." Then that yeah. that gave me a lot that like maybe the way Sharice has presented it to Candace, she's not telling the, the the whole truth about her part in that rumor and what's going on with Monique. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Also, why would you be spreading that about another woman? Why that's your business? That is not pussy power. You walked in that yeah, you acting like a bitch that don't got no wop. <laughs> Cause you walked in, you we saw you in that preview. Let next for uh, episode three, you walked in there with all that clown makeup on your fucking face. 
Yeah, again, looking a Sharif, fucking mess. Sharif has no purpose on this damn show. Agreed. Agreed. She said she she you know she she seems like a plot device, like somebody just inserting something just to, for the sake of the plot to make it progress, but with no real substance. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to the rest of this season. Y'all kick that shit off with a bang. Also, I'm I think I'm gonna wait. Maybe next week we'll talk about it till we can watch it. But Karen did an interview. And this last week, Brooke mentioned it. Shout out to Brooke. Um, and in this interview, Karen basically says that Giselle is the one who fed Monique the information about Sharice and Candace being friends and also put into play that whole big fight and kicked off the petition to try to get Monique removed from the show. I can believe it. Um, I absolutely I mean, believe it. Karen basically said Giselle is a vile person. She wished Monique had had her antennas up more going into that meeting or should not have met with her at all. Um, and I agree. It, we, it, we literally just said that here. She should have had her antennas up. Agreed. Because on the first, what? Because this is episode, what, two? Yeah, when hold on, when was Candace's um anniversary thing? Was that episode one or two? I want to say that was episode one and episode two was the little get was together with Ash. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. They met up episode one. Yeah, yeah. So I I believe Karen. Cause that was the first fucking thing Giselle goddamn did was meet up with Can meet up with Monique, someone she has an assorted history. Monique going in stupid as fuck, being like, Well, you know, we could just move forward and stuff. Not realizing, girl, this is fucking Giselle, and what the first thing I Giselle got damn mouth. Well, girl, you know that uh, Candace is cool with the buddy buddy with Sharice all of a sudden. You know, uh, hell, that who who other than Giselle would do some shit like that? Uh, a mulatto snake. Yeah, the you, the bitch is little finger. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we. <laughs> We glad to be back. We're going to see y'all back next week. <laughs> Shout Little out PT to Cruz. our listeners. <laughs> oh, the North remembers, bitch, that little Fiat. Talking about Jam- her, car Fiat. Broke, her car broke down, and that's one of Jamal. What the fuck is Jamal Bryan big ass doing in a little ass Gucci Fiat? Say, that motherfucker can't fit that shit. Be like them tall, lanky, tall, lanky-ass kids trying to fit in that motherfucking Fiat like a clown car. It'd be like Shaq trying to fit into a fucking Prius. Well, Giselle is I show Bob, so we got well, that. You know, uh, uh, kids is Never mind. We, um, <laughs> thank y'all. We're glad to be back. We wish y'all a long With that said, we all will see y'all back next week. Thank you for tuning in. Peace. Bye, niggas.